0: Welcome, everybody, to TRB Live. It is the Resistance broadcast, and that means I'm John, that's James, and that's Lacey. The the mirror thing, every time, every time it gets me. You're Um, right here, John, right there. there. Yes. So uh, thank you to everybody for joining us uh, on TRB. It's our uh, news show, so to speak, but we're also doing Will of the Force, so we have a really packed, fun show And what's cool about Will of the Force is uh, you'll be able to put your answers if you're joining us live in the chat um, and uh, react to our answers, which is always a good time. Um, But I want to thank everybody for being with us, being a part of TRB. It's always a fun time to talk Star Wars, especially with the two we use, James and Lacey. So, uh, James, you're repping the the soccer hoodie, right? You got Cincinnati Mm -hmm. Football Club. Uh, mm-hmm. how's the club how's the club
1: doing this season are they off to a, a good start Has, <laughs> haven't has the started started no they haven't, haven't started. started but but we have two players that just got called up to play in the uh, men's national team all right which is I think most I want to say most teams but most if they got picked they had one player go and I think only two teams had two players go so we it sh- goes to show we've got some pretty good players on our team Cincy all right
0: um Lacey what's the deal have you uh have you gotten over the fact that we are really close to Celebration and and the Mandalorian March 1st and then April 5th for Celebration
2: I am not over it I'm not even over it that we're getting a Willow documentary I'm not over anything everything (laughs) stays with me
1: yeah by the way, I realized I, missed opportunity for us to do Willow of the Force. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> didn't I Willow, say I made a, Willow? I, they do. John it said or that Willow. They not. I suggested that. John, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Willow the. Did. Force. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you said it was dumb, or they that they would. I, they probably, I said it was dumb. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> I probably
1: didn't
0: respond. So I I sold my car today, and hey. as as they um to uh carvana and as they drove away with it on the flatbed i got a little misty-eyed because i had that car for 10 years like i was single i did
2: the same thing like when i sold my car i got because it was my college car there you go so like when the guy drove it away which first of all it sounded like (laughs) car anyway when he drove it away like my husband was laughing and i was Mm -hmm. just like i can't believe it's really gone
0: it's a real thing with, with, with people. You know, my brother had said that he felt the same way. I was like, dude, I feel so weird that I got like kind of emotional about it. But I got that car. You know, I, it was before uh, I was even dating Kathleen. I was single. I didn't have kids, obviously. And there's just like a different element of my life. And now I have to go mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'm, I'm, not, I'm off from work. I'm, I got to go drive to, to go look at, at cars now and stuff. So, But I, got, I took, you know, all my items, including my dice off the mirror. So with the next car... First thing I'm doing, I'm Han soloing it, popping the dice around the mm-hmm. mirror. But end of an era for me. So thank you, Honda Accord, and onward we go. But we're not here to talk about my car. We're here to talk about Star Wars. And uh <laughs> I should buy an X Wing, maybe, huh? Christy in the in the chat saying, Did I upgrade to an X Wing? Not yet. I don't have that kind of cash. I need maybe, maybe uh Patty Jenkins could give me hers now that she doesn't need it. <laughs> um Ooh. too soon anyway uh just a reminder to people uh if you're a fan of star wars collectibles uh especially the cool folks at gentle giant um we just want to let you know that we just have a discount code to offer you so if you happen to want to be over there buying some stuff at gentle giant if you want 20 percent off and to keep more of your money to buy 10 dollar dozen eggs you can use the uh <laughs> promo code eggs are very expensive right now as are are. you can use the promo code resist 20 at checkout and get 20 off so go do that um also we just want to remind everybody thanks to everyone who got behind us and got us over the hump on the subscriber count for youtube um super chats are available if you want your comment vaulted up to the top and also read and reacted to on the show uh, we appreciate any old support there, of course, yeah. as well as um, uh, Patreon support. So if you are watching and you enjoy what we do and you want to support us, uh, you can head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Our tiers started at just five bucks a month and you could be a part of the show. And we're going to show you how in just a moment. Uh, but there are a lot of other perks as well and other tiers um, and Lacey does a great job facilitating that page for us, and uh, it's a good time. Um, all right, so are you guys ready to talk about Star Wars? Absolutely. All right, so real quick, James, you do the, our reviews for the Bad Batch. You're our Bad Batch guy, mm-hmm. uh, you're our animation guy, and I didn't. I don't know say like I, I liked the the fourth episode of Bad Batch. I like racing. I know that's a big. Mm-hmm george lucas always loved so just on that level i think i enjoyed it um and if you haven't yet be sure to watch james's review but uh i you know i don't get too overly invested in like every single episode needs to hit and and hit hard there are certain things that they tell to put to move the story along but
1: i i enjoyed it i thought it was fine i don't know how you guys felt about it yeah go ahead james I think the thing with this particular episode is it was long overdue character development for tech. Um, Because over the past, you know, however long it's been since Bad Batch ended, it's been an ongoing joke of like, you know, all the memes with uh, like, oh, Star Wars fans, you know, and they're like hugging the children or whatever. And they put the names like Omega and Hunter over it. And then like, there's the abandoned kid over here, like outside snowing and they'll put like a different one. And then like even further, I think there's, there's a meme where it's like, there's a skull, like at the bottom of the water or something like that, where it's so long forgotten uh, that people will be like, that's tech. Like just no character development at all. Yeah. And in this particular episode, like he really steps up and um, shows his worth and really kind of provides an angle that you're like, if it was any other bad batcher, they just would have failed. But because it's tech, he's, you know, he, the mission succeeds and they're able to save the day. So it shows that his value isn't just like um, a calculator or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. Um, And then getting echo sort of away from Omega a bit so that she can um, do other things and engage with other people. And and, yeah, I like,
1: I like when, I mean, I don't love it when it's happening, but when you get done with a season of a show or you get done with a series and you look back on all the journeys that you've been through, even the mundane ones, it hits harder when those, when that, when it ends or this character's killed off or, you know, they don't get, they get reached, whatever they were trying to do, you know, or uh, however it's going to end. I think uh, the episodes like this is just part of the journey that eventually lead to a strong, um, you know, feelings for a show like the bad batch, like, Oh man, you know, sometimes it was boring, but it was worth it. Like I'm really right. glad I watched it cause I have mm-hmm. that now, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ernie Hudson. That's right. Right. Yeah. uh, Voice one of the characters. That's cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Do we need to get into our first segment of the day? Let's do. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Willow the Force Time. Let's hit it. I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. There it is. Take this one. Yeah. All right. So, Will of the Force, Kiara Imway. Uh. Thank you for stopping by once again, our friend. Uh, It's good to see you, even though you can't see us. Uh, (laughs) So, this time, we had uh, Greg Brunberg with us last week. Um, By the way, check that interview out. Um, One of, I think, my favorite episodes we've ever done, just because of the type of guy he is. Awesome. Awesome guy and a great conversation, but we usually do half we create the Will of the Force, half Patreon, but this time it's all Patreon submissions, so, if you are a patron, you can submit topics for us to talk about on the show. And we're going to do that right now. So, you're wondering, you're like, I submitted one. Did they pick? Mine? Did they pick mine? Well, you're about to find out, and we're going to talk about it. So, our first one comes from Commander David Ratcliffe. Thank you, David. Hello. And this question is: Will we see an Andor behind-the-scenes documentary anytime soon? Of all the Disney Plus series, this is the one I really want to see more about the production process uh Lacey, you love these sort of gallery type things we all do i but do i do quite a, quite a bit especially you know you're looking forward to the willow one but how about andor mm-hmm. are we going to get something for andor
2: you know this is a great question because i was really hoping we would get one um but i know that so far with the exception of i think the first gallery series for mandalorian they've all been kind of separated from when the actual series comes out with like some time. So I kind of think there definitely is one. I have a feeling it's going to come out May 4th because I think they're going to hold it for content later because they want Andorra to kind of have its own time. And then I remember for the gallery series with the Mark Hamill kind of Visual effects stuff, they held on to that episode until after the award season right. and then they had it come Perfect. out. So Perfect. I think they're going to hold it for May 4th because Mando and Bad Batch will it still be going on at that time? I just know that there's so many episodes of Bad Batch, like 14, 16 episodes of Bad, no, Bad Batch. No,
0: it shouldn't be that. Mando long. will be done. Yeah.
2: Okay. So yeah, the, they'll be. be There'll be a little bit of a gap there. I think it will have its time to shine. It will make people want to go back and watch Andor. So I'm going to say May 4th. I think that we're going to get it.
0: Interesting, James, are we getting any kind of uh, documentary on the making of Andor?
1: Um, yes, but I don't really know when. Um, I actually meant to do a little bit of research and I just didn't have time today, but I was going to look at like when they all came out in re- relation to each other, mm-hmm. uh, in relation to when the series ended. Um, but I do kind of feel like they've fallen further and further back. And we got the under the helmet thing before Book of Boba Fett came out. Did we get a gallery on Book of Boba Fett or the making of Book of Fett, Boba Fett? Am I forgetting that? Um I, I, I don't, don't remember. remember.
0: No, I don't think we did.
1: Yeah. So my my thought <clears> on this <throat> is they still haven't even done that I don't know that they'll do an Andor one, but they have a lot of—I don't know—they put a lot into that show, money-wise. So it makes me feel like they would try to ring it out as much as they possibly can. So I think they're going to do it, um, but it could be something where they they go back and they look at the series after the second season's done. Hmm.
2: that's a good point i think in the chat kyle had chimed in that he thinks that Mando season three's gallery will be may the fourth that's a total valid point i just think if they did do one for andor what would be a good timing at this point to show it it would be may 4th and we know uh going into later parts of this conversation in the show that disney is having conversations about their streaming service and what can they do and good use of content and keeping people around and not having that churn of people dipping uh, from Disney plus, I think to keep them around, they've got to spread stuff out. So that's why I'm saying indoor.
0: Yeah. The Mando, the first Disney gallery came out on May 4th, 2020, which was, you know, four or five months after the finale of season one. So it's something to think about. Maybe it'll be a late summer thing um but may 4th would be i i hope you're right i hope kyle's right i hope may 4th would be cool um my answer this... weird
1: too because they did multiple episodes
0: they did it was that like, was a it big felt one like they
1: did it for like a yeah. segment of the show or something and then yeah. the second season was like they did one one or like two everything but the yeah. final episode and then they yeah. like did another one for the final episode it's so weird there's no context of uh you know there's no um precedent for how they do these
0: yeah yep um i don't th- i i'm gonna say i don't think we're gonna get one for Andor. i just think tony gilroy is a very like i don't care sort of person like he does his productions and maybe he doesn't necessarily he's not as inviting as other creators he seems very closed closed in closed off in my way the highway um, you know we didn't really get a ton uh we didn't really get any like massive making of rogue one stuff and he reshot a lot of that movie i could just see him saying like no i i'm not i'm making a show here i don't need a camera crew following us around i'm not here to do interviews i'm here to make a show Mm -hmm. like i see him as that type of guy so it wouldn't shock me if we they didn't get one for that series just because of how tony gilroy operates um so i i hope i'm wrong but uh, variety is the spice of life um and i saw in the comments someone said there was a disney gallery for boba fett and-
1: may the
2: 4th kyle had chimed in and so susan smith as well had said that there was one yeah
1: yeah and disney we all gallery yep. guys <laughs> it's
2: all blending together yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i obviously watched this i obviously loved it you know it's like it's just we one obviously of talked
0: it- about it on the podcast i'm sure yeah um all right next one here um major brennan marr thank you brennan uh, he said, "We will we ever see the theft?" And he put that in quotes of the dark saber from the Jedi Temple during the fall of the Old Republic. Um, tough, question, tough question, interesting question. Like it a lot. That's why it was picked. James, are we gonna see that? Are we gonna are we gonna finally see Old Republic? First of all, and second of all, are we gonna see the theft of the dark which is alluded to in the Clone Wars?
1: Um, I don't think so. I'm going to say no on this because I think that it's just enough of a piece of lore that they can keep it as a piece of lore and they don't, it doesn't necessarily have to fall into the category of like something we got to see. Like we've already been told that story and that's the, the stories happen after it. That's just like a setup point of like, well, everything there, you know, there was this, there was the beginning and then there was everything after it. And that's where all the interesting stuff happens. This just feels like the beginning of something. And um, the closest I think we ever got to this was the, the thing in rebels where they sort of animate it. They sort of illustrate it um, for just the, not the storytellers purpose, but the list story listeners purpose of like, in your mind's eye, this is kind of what it was like. Um, But uh, I don't think they intend to actually ever go in and and show us that happening.
0: Hmm. Think it's you check to check the box mystery. for you. Yeah, yeah. Lacey, what do you think?
2: It's an interesting question. I really appreciate this because I always seem to never think back on things. Like I always tend to like take the Star Wars story and where we're at and where we're going, and rather than like, how did we get to point. A and mm. to point B and whatever um, I think they will go into it uh, especially because that's such a prominent item in the Mandalorian uh, but right. I don't know if they're going to actually see it like James is making good points about seeing it um, I think we're going to hear about it
0: interesting J- I was going in with this saying yes we will because I think they like tying stuff together and the Darksaber is just such a MacGuffin right now in the Mandalorian if they go back to Old Republic it could be something that people are like oh I know that so that's familiar um, but I think you're right it is kind of check the box you know it was alluded to we don't need to see that moment so I'm going to say no but if they show it to me I'm sure it'd be really cool you know we, um, saw,
1: we saw Tar Vizla also in the forces of destiny. I just remembered there was a specific scene with Sabine and her brother and they just had to like go over there and do something with the statue. And they were like, wow, what a great statue and a great person that existed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't think <laughs> if you're thinking the context of that is forces of destiny, I don't know that they're necessarily like, we got to put this in live action, you Ooh. know? It just seems well, like it's like a long time ago this happened.
0: Yeah. Is that Maz Kanata who does the introduction to the Force of Destiny? <laughs> the Force of yeah. Destiny. Um, all right. <laughs> um, now, we've discussed this one a few years ago. We dedicated an entire episode to it, but we know a lot more now. So let's see where we stand today. And this comes from Major John Forsyth. Thank you, John. He said, Will a forced ghost ever appear to Grogu And if so, will it be Yoda? I am saying no and no. I think it'd be too much. That's all I'm going to say. Too much. Lacey, what do you think?
2: Oh, my gosh. I I fall into that, that side of if it did happen, what would I think? And I'd be like, oh, my God, Yoda's talking to baby Yoda. Oh, my God. And I would lose it. Yoda's and so, talking
1: to baby Yoda, yeah. <laughs> time travel.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm saying like the most people don't really know that his name is Grogu. Like my mom yeah. doesn't know his name's Grogu. Uh, but anyway, that being said, I uh, I don't remember what I said when we initially talked about this off the top of my head. Like I feel like I said no, and I think I'm gonna stick with that no because it's a lot to have a force ghost come to you. Like it has to be a very specific moment. We look at Ray in the sequel trilogy, like she tried and tried and tried and tried. And then eventually had someone come to her when she absolutely needed it. And like the Kenobi t-
1: in Kenobi.
2: Well, I was going to get to that. And then you have <laughs> yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi who's <laughs> asking for someone to speak to him. And then finally gets it at the end when Funnily and like, interestingly enough, like didn't really need it at that point, but uh, so it was a nice contrast to that. You need it. And then he's like, I didn't need this, but you're showing up now weird. Um, but anyway, both characters were very important to the overall arc of the Skywalker saga and like the chosen one and like the big moment in the universe of saving the day. I don't know if Grogu is going to have that story arc. I don't know if Grogu's going to be that person to save everyone um, I might be wrong, but just right now, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like he's playing into helping the betterment of what's going on and like saving people in general, or saving Mando and using his powers for kind of selfish reasons. But I don't see him like going to fight Palpatine <laughs> and like speaking to a Force ghost. So right. I'm gonna say no.
0: Yeah, like why wouldn't Yoda have shown up during the whole Ben Solo Luke Skywalker situation? Right. But he's gonna show up and be like. Hey, you look like me, so I just figured I'd pop down and show you how to. It burn would be some cool books. to see, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Phew. Um. <laughs> all right, James, are we getting a force ghost? I know
1: you're not a force ghost guy. I was uh, about to say, John. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to revive the whole like James hates force ghost yeah thing. <laughs> that everybody has long since forgotten but (laughs) but it's funny because i'm listening to you guys talk and i'm like those were all my points guys (laughs) like force ghosts were kind of problematic because they work for the story but then you can't always have them so real life now ruins the lore of these characters are now eternal right
2: right um
1: i just thought they always caused like a, a problem but I mean, I think that's it. I think, you know, there, there there really isn't... I mean, you could argue that there is a need. Uh, he could be looking for someone. Yoda could be that person. But uh, Grogu has already sort of... I don't want to say turned his back. That's too harsh. But he's chosen not the path of the Jedi at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another reason for uh, Yoda to, or any Force ghost not really to show up. Um, I think you also nailed it, Don- John. I look like you, so I'm going to be the one who comes. You know, it's like <laughs> that That feels a little too on the nose. And the other thing, too, is like, you know, sometimes you think Force Ghost will show up in like a moment of desperation, like, you know, um, like Luke sitting there, like about to die. And then he's like, Ben, like, what? You know, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like Grogu on so many occasions would be like, why are you showing up now? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I I've been in lots of problems and yet now is the first time that you're showing up and like, it's not even really that bad. I got a guy now he's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. he's looking mm-hmm. after me. Things are kind of on the up and up. So I don't know why you'd be showing up to me now. Um, maybe they're, where was the real them? you when I was in that hallway? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there. Yeah. No, I,
1: yeah. Is that, Stuck I, in an I, egg I said, for nine years i say no no and then no again and then also no so (laughs) but you know i i I would welcome it if it happened i'd be like oh that's cool all right um all right one more here
0: uh before we move on to our next segment and uh we'll check in with the chat as well um a submission from uh patreon general fulcrum underscore 77 diana thank you very much diana uh, will TRB be doing a live broadcast from Star Wars <laughs> Celebration Europe like they did in Anaheim? Fingers crossed. Um, and there it is in the chat. So how about that? Um, all right. So we're, we, we would love to. We always want to do those sorts of things. Um, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Um, but if we do something like that, uh, we'll make sure like we have in the past uh, that everybody is able to see it. And what whatever we do because we don't you know when it comes to celebrations and stuff we love going we know not everybody gets to go so every time we do something in terms of content at celebration whether it's a live show or we just you know record stuff there we make sure that all of you get to uh, be a part of it whether that's right. through live or through uh, post editing and stuff later so uh, anything you guys want to add to that
1: go ahead James no
0: <laughs> other than i think um, that makes it seem like there's something going on you're like well like it's robert one of those, jr it's, baby, it's always one baby.
1: of the the usually the, the pressure falls on me to make sure that it does get recorded cataloged in some fashion and then i'm like oh i'm in a foreign country and it's a big f- flight so i gotta think about the equipment and stuff like that um i i I I would say that we are going to do everything we can to make sure that it's possible that everybody gets part of it, but it is oh, there's like a one percent chance that like it's just, just selfie the whole thing. Yeah, some yeah exactly like something <laughs> just doesn't happen. Um, Our intent with di- with actually getting together and having like uh, an audience in front of us too. Um, you know, if, if that happens, then that's awesome. And that would be great. And we would try to do what I have no, I came back over and you guys are doing some crazy. Um, <laughs> But I think that, I think that's basically it. Like if, if it's possible, if we do end up doing something like that, we are going to do the best we possibly can to make sure that everybody is able to see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lacey.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm so excited for celebration, and I really hope. I don't know why I side saying that. I just like I'm. It, it was like uh, a happy no. side, not like a disappointed side. Um, and the big thing I know we we recently got a comment, someone saying like, "Oh, you talk about celebration a lot." It's because we're really excited about it, but also because we want to make sh- people sure that we're doing our best to have everybody be included, and that's why yeah. we talk about it. So I hope that we get to do some type of live event and or panel at the show. We'll see in the coming weeks uh, what that looks like. Um, But if anything, we will be doing something, whether it be a stream from a hotel room or, you know, on the show floor, what does that look like? Um, Mm -hmm. But if you can't make it, we're going to try our best to make sure that you feel like you're there.
0: Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. All right. Um, Lacey, uh, I saw we have a super chat. That came we in. do
2: have a super chat. Um, so first of all, thank you, Brennan for the super chat. And he asks, hey. what do you think Christopher Lloyd is, or who do you think Christopher Uh-oh. Lloyd is playing?
1: It could be a, what it could be a droid.
2: Yeah.
0: I hope he's an alien. Cause Christopher Lloyd, like he's, he's always played like wacky characters. I, I think that'd be so cool if they put him in makeup and made him a, a an alien though. Having like a guy in his eighties sit in a makeup chair for hours is probably just not cool, so he could be
2: voicing something
0: yeah i I think he'll be maybe i guess he will be a human, but i hope it's uh i hope it's something fun, you know i
2: let him have a good time,
1: yeah, yeah
0: I don't know what Pe- do is
1: Pe- Pelly dad <laughs> <laughs> like he comes out of the back and he's like. Oh, you forgot the the something something, and then like she's like, "Dad, get back in the, there, there." I told you to say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be Mr. Hilarious. Motto, <laughs>
0: Mr. Motto.
2: <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, but yeah, thank you, Brennan, for the super chat. If you want to be on the show, make sure to uh, send your super chats. We'll make sure we read them on the show. Otherwise, uh, keep enjoying it. We're having a good time.
0: All right, it's time to talk about Star Wars news and give our sizzling spicy takes about it so james it is time for the resistance report it's the resistance
1: it is time for the resistance to come we're doing the resistance report And we have a little bit of a story about the show Ahsoka, if anybody is interested in that. Um, This is a little bit of a tip from uh, just, I guess, Reddit. You know, it's just somebody somebody pointed out that Steph Green, the Emmy uh, and Oscar nominated filmmaker specifically for Watchmen, um, uh, most notably, probably most notably, um, but also Book of Boba Fett, right? was involved with that Yeah. Um, in her credits uh, for something. It was recently noted that she <laughs> has Ahsoka in cre- credits. So that must mean Steph Green is directing an episode of Ahsoka. Um, so that's just, that's really the story. We want to talk about that for a second. Uh, we're having a character. We're having someone from book of Boba Fett return and of a lot of notable television. If you look down Steph's, uh, IMDb page. It's a lot of one episode of blank, one episode of blank, two episodes of blank. And there's some pretty notable shows on there. So it's kind of interesting if you look at which episodes they did and, and uh, w- which episode she did and stuff. So um, let's get, kick it off with that. Uh, Lacey, what are your thoughts on Steph green directing for Ahsoka? I Also, I want to throw in there too. We've had some conversation about would Dave Filoni, direct the whole series and all sorts of stuff. I guess. Yeah, we definitely
2: did. That's a, that's a great point, James. We did talk about like, what does that look like? Is it Dave Filoni or is it other people? So I'm glad that it actually isn't all just Dave Filoni. Um, We've seen what happens when one person kind of writes it all directs it all has all the say with George Lucas and the prequels. Not that I don't love the prequels, but there are some choices there that I think if there were other people that were like, Hey, what about this? Uh, it would have gone a little differently. So I just always am definitely on the side of collaboration and finding the right people to do the best job possible. Um, and then it's always good to just bounce ideas off of multiple people. Um, first of all, she's extremely talented. This is this is an amazing choice. I, I'm really pumped about this. That episode was really uh-huh. great. It's not obviously my favorite episode of the season, but you can't take away all the awesome choices she made and just like the pure talent that you see when you're watching it. Um, I think to pull that episode off and to have as many people as she did that loved it. Um, it it's, it's, it's a good sign for what's to come. Um, I also love of course seeing a woman directing an episode. That's really important to me. I think getting diverse voices is always important. Um and views obviously more than voices. She's not really speaking over the, the episode, but um, yeah, I, I I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this choice. I think it's a great, she's proven herself in star Wars. And I think it's the next best thing is to go into Ahsoka.
1: Yeah. John thoughts on Steph green.
0: It's yeah. It's interesting because I was thinking about the Watchmen, and then, you know, everyone's talking about Damon Lindelof now. And how you know he's a part of this writers' room and this relaunch of Star Wars movies, and he's doing the in the first one. And then you have Steph Green, who um, was nominated for an Emmy for directing one of his written episodes of uh, The Watchmen. So I like that there's familiarity there. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's weird. I find it. Sometimes I like things the best that people like the least for some reason. Like my favorite book of Boba Fett episode was the last episode because it was just so zany and wild and nuts and action packed. But the more nuanced artistic stuff like the um, episodes with the Tuscan Raiders was really stylistically well shot and well done and like really nice to look at. And she did the second episode. So um clearly a lot of talent behind her also academy award nominated i think james you mentioned she was nominated for an academy award for a short film um so just to think you know it's not a household name steph green but this person was nominated for an oscar and an emmy (laughs) that's a big deal Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i might buy a mazda tomorrow this person is nominated for an Oscar and an Emmy. You know, that's a huge deal. We always sometimes look at this stuff like, Well, she didn't win. It's like, you no, know, she's one of well, she didn't win.
1: <laughs> yeah, she,
0: she's one of like 0. 0.0005 billion zero one percent of the population of Earth who's been nominated for those types of awards. So and she's still
2: think, got a gift bag,
0: right? I, I think <laughs> I think it's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh Filoni does as a showrunner because now you're talking about the the difference between like in obi-wan kenobi which people had their issues with with um the direction of that and what they did with the budget and then mando um where you had uh favreau with all these different directors but somehow still made it feel like a cohesive thing because he was hands in the clay on set with them working with them all that sort of stuff now you have filoni who show running this with again all different directors and it's uh, a limited series, as far as we know yet. So they really need to capture it. So it's sort of like that combo between Obi Wan, where it's a limited series, but also Mando, which is a bunch of different directors, and Filoni showrunning his first thing. Having someone of this talent directing at least one of your episodes uh, has to be a level of comfort for Filoni. So I'm excited to see what they came up with. Obviously, you know, this um, show is already filmed. So somewhere it's on a MacBook, and thankfully, Boyeg is not a part of this, so he can't leak any scripts or anything accidentally by leaving it in a hotel room. Um, but, <laughs> jokes, but jokes aside, uh, I, I'm very interested in this series, as you know, we're constantly focusing on what's ahead of us, which we should be, which is, you know, um, Mandalorian season three. Once that show ends. All of a sudden it's going to be Ahsoka time. And then we're going to start, you know, seeing more about what these directors have brought to the table. And I'm really excited because this could be one of those really deep force related series. And we're going to get a lot of you know first iterations of live action or first iterations of live action characters that we only knew from animation. That's a really big deal, too. Because as of now, you had Feloni directing, you know, live action Ahsoka. Well, what happens now when we meet, you know, Hera and Sabine and who knows, you know, Ezra, uh, Thrawn? It's a lot of responsibility for, for a director to do it. But, and she clearly was able to handle um, Boba Fett's return um, after the first episode, which a lot of us thought was like sort of like setting the table. So I, I consider hers like the first like full, full episode of Book of Boba Fett. And um, she did a good job there. So uh, I think I think uh, we're in good hands. I'm excited to see what she she brings to the table.
1: Yeah, there's not a whole lot that I can add to this other than just looking at her body of work and going like, well that feels very uh Star Wars. Like for instance, like she was involved in The Americans, which was very commonly put up against Andor. So it's like, oh, she's got some some Andor in her, you know. And then you're you're looking at Watchmen and like when you think about Watchmen, you think about like it's uh Superpowers, and you're like, oh, that's kind of connected to the force, but it's also sort of like time travel and other things. It's like, well, that's very Ahsoka and the world between worlds and all sorts of other things. Like, um, Watchmen definitely has some stuff in there too. And then obviously, she's already been involved in the book of Boba Fett, which is very Mandalorian and other, you know, related things to Star Wars because it is Star Wars. So I don't think there's really a bad note to this at all. It's not like they're bringing in somebody that you're just, you'd never heard of. And then you look and it's like, some, sometimes it feels like some of the directors, you're like, I like Rick Famuyiwa at the time. It's like, kind of like, he did dope but like if you didn't see dope like who's going to know who this person is and it's like yeah, that's fair. Well, how do you that's even that's base fair. it on that at least in this case you're like well she's been involved in a bunch of shows that I've seen and if I haven't seen all of them I know a few of them and I, I know that that's good company to be in so I think for me personally I, I I think that that's a good addition and it is kind of exciting to know that it's still going to be helmed by Dave, Dave Filoni you know looking over Ahsoka but it isn't going to be like all right, guys. I've got like three episodes under my belt. Now it's time to direct the whole series. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but let's move um,
1: on to you. Got one well, other thing.
0: Yes, uh, I believe we had a super chat come in. So oh to get yeah, to that,
1: right? absolutely.
2: Yes, we did. Uh, so Miles is up. Hey, Miles. Thanks for the super You're chat. You he said, "Hey, Lacey. Ray is a Palpatine through and through." Hashtag fact.
1: That is true. Well, take your and money back, through. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> thanks miles i'm just kidding appreciate miles it, thank you so Being much really appreciate you your
2: now. support but uh i hate this i hate this comment.
0: <laughs> we're
1: not supposed to like it um <laughs> all right james what do we got um well we kind of had a big story this week and um it would be hard for me to sort of summarize it for everybody that uh you know is listening and maybe didn't catch this but the but the big thing thing to take away kind of from the news that's going on right now is that there's sort of a shakeup happening at Disney in the sense of um, you know there's a certain period where Bob Iger came back and he was you know oh he's back he's you know everything's saved and now that that's sort of winding down we're actually looking at like well what is he gonna do you know how, how is he gonna fix the problems and how is he gonna fix problems that maybe even potentially he set up himself which is what everybody's looking at Disney plus disney plus was supposed to sort of be his legacy and if you know anything about disney plus right now they they've marked down that they're you know losing a lot of money on it and it's not quite as profitable it might not be um i think it was 1.5
2: billion dollars
1: yeah it might not be in a good position to be a huge money maker or like the big uh thing the big shift that disney uh it was sort of leaning towards and implying and i think that we've had a few people now um including um now i'm trying to find his name right here uh pelts uh what's his first name john uh mister yeah mr belts yeah i'm looking for it right now and I i can only see the name pelts showing up but we'll get to him in a second um, people like him, but specifically him coming in and trying to say that uh, it seems a little odd that Disney just suddenly, out of nowhere, had all of their money being run through the parks and being run through features, and then all of a sudden they just sort of like abandon that, take that away, and they started moving towards the streaming service, which doesn't, which seems like it would be easy to make money on the streaming service. So why aren't we just doing this? It's Nelson
2: Pelts of Tree and Partners.
1: Yes, yep. Nelson Pelts. Yeah. And um, he's proposing a few different uh, ways that could uh, switch things up and start making money for the company involving Disney plus. Uh, But he would only be able to uh, act on those things. If he gets voted in as one of the chairman um, of the board on for, for Disney and uh, the, general consensus i don't know i want to say that is that that might not happen because not everybody's understanding the this uh they're not in the same world that he is like they don't think that will work he's maybe got a bad idea but um i mean he's not a guy off the street right so this is there's always the chance that something really could happen and that somebody could be coming in and later down the line we might look at like oh my god i'm glad pelts took over because he saved the company from falling apart they lie they were losing over a billion dollars on Disney Plus, and then something happened. So, we want to look at it from all sides. Um, but I'm going to start with you on this one, John. Um, there's a lot of websites covering this story from all different sorts of angles. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on um, this move, this possibility, the direction of Disney Plus? There's a lot to discuss.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to give a shout out to my old buddy grant at uh, star wars newsnet because he threw a lot of these sources together in one piece so good job pal uh hope you're well i miss you sometimes but uh, <laughs> uh yeah so the nelson peltz thing yeah the guy's 80 um so yeah it's funny i was like seeing him like talk about it he's talking about like the future of the company and like i find that so crazy like i can't picture like being 80 and like worrying about like my investment like
2: bro don't you want to go retire somewhere
0: yeah so know, some people thinking. can't some people can't turn that switch off and i and i get yeah. that and you know he's very successful and i understand that and respect that too but um in terms of what, he what was you saying,
2: clarify as successful
0: i'm gonna throw that a, out there yeah he is, he's a billionaire so i'll call i'll consider that successful but
2: okay that's fine
0: um but i i yeah i don't agree with his take on this stuff and like comparing disney to netflix because honestly i don't think netflix is making is putting out all that great of content anyway i was actually trying to convince my wife to like we should dump it because they keep increasing the price and then we'll like pick it up again when stranger things comes back but (laughs) that was that was denied in the hoey household unfortunately so we'll look elsewhere um but i don't like this idea of comparing those two because i think disney is ip heavy on purpose and i think like the idea of like trying to model i don't think disney needs a model self after anybody no matter what i know netflix is the most successful streaming service right now but disney can stay in its own lane and do its own thing without trying to morph itself into something that it's not and who am i to say and who's pelt to say that he knows better than bob Iger? so um, bob Iger recently when he came back said he wanted to put focus back in the and focus and control back to the hands of his creators and that includes the presidents of the studios of the ips like kathleen kennedy and feige and uh people under the 20th century fox banner and i understand this criticism about the purchase of 20th century fox and all that stuff but it does seem like from the people like puck news matt bellany and deadline that this is something that is more um concentrated current noise and not something that's necessarily going to reverberate for a long period of time Uh, in terms of this thing and maybe he's trying to ruffle feathers and he wants to get a seat at the table and the way to do that is maybe to come from an unorthodox perspective as opposed to just like saying something that will uh blend in with all the other points of view i it it makes me it it concerned me that it was it seems like something that might be considered um because it just seems like it it abandons the idea of expanding upon star wars um, because he's like you don't need to focus on your IPS you need to you know branch out and, and focus in other areas Netflix doesn't have a lot of IPS and look how big they are and it's like yeah well they were the first ones you know People were getting DVDs in the mail from Netflix It's a brand that has existed for a very long time and had a strong foundation and lived upon its name for a while and got in the door first it's gonna take Disney a long time I'm not saying Disney Disney plus is like finished I'm not saying it's done I'm not saying it's peaked But clearly, it's going downward because they took a massive hit this past year. And we've talked about this on the podcast where Star Wars was a movie franchise first. uh, Where Star Wars brings the bread is via the theaters. I think creating Star Wars shows for Disney Plus is very good to sustain subscribers. We still haven't seen how much a new Disney Star Wars show will move the needle to take more subscribers in. I think a lot of it is sustaining who you have and also added the fact that it's never talked about that 35 to 40 percent of the subscribers of Disney Plus are out of India, which brings in a lot less revenue than in other places in terms of the pricing model and that sort of thing. So that has to be that's a big part of, you know, you'll look at subscriber numbers and they'll tell you what the subscriber numbers are when they're doing the shareholder meetings, but when it comes down to the revenue, $1.5 billion loss is a $1.5 billion loss, no matter how you want to cut it. Um, But I do think they are shifting toward feature films again. And it was a little bit of a hiatus after the solo debacle. Um, I still think Disney plus is successful. I'm still enjoying the shows, but I think there's a bad taste in people's mouths after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I still love the series, but you can see the clear budgetary and production difference between how that show is made and how uh, even Andor is made, which is outside of that volume and in real sets, high budgets um, and Andor got the lowest viewership. So I think all these things are going to play a factor into what their big moves are. And it seems like I could be wrong. We may be having a way more affirmed conversation after celebration. If we get hit with a new wave of feature films, I think that's where they're steering. I think they need to not be afraid of Star Wars in the theaters. Don't lean on the fact that you had episode seven, eight, nine to follow that massively impressive and successful saga George Lucas created. If you make Star Wars movies and you market them right and you don't film them twice, they'll make money (laughs) and people will go watch them and they'll have fun with them. So I'm excited for Disney to believe in Star Wars again in a big way. And that big way is in the theaters because I liked avatar. I don't like seeing, you know, avatar make $2 billion and then look at Marvel making billions of dollars and looking at star Wars and them saying like, well, we're trying to figure it out. It's like, no, you were there before all of them go back and be the Kings and you can do it.
1: Lacey. I know in our chat, you had some opinions on some people in this story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, are, I'm going to kick you, it
2: off with a comment from the thoughts? chat Brian Ward said uh, hey Brian he said Nelson Pelt sounds like a villain in a movie where the kids have to save the rec center uh, Brian that is exactly <laughs> the type of person that Nelson Peltz is from my uh, understanding of this story and many other stories and uh, I you know John is very wonderful he puts together the show notes and he had sent this article and said hey guys make sure you read through this so you know what's going on and I went deep dive into this guy's. I, I went through who this guy is, what's going on. I live for the Disney drama. I'm, I'm <laughs> even though I don't really care about business and I'm not a stockholder, I learned a lot of new terms today. I feel much smarter. Uh, but that being said, I the reason I said earlier to John, it depends how what you clarify is successful. This guy is known for basically being the character that Richard Gere is in Pretty Woman. Like he takes companies and then breaks them apart and makes a lot of money. So when I say successful, it's like, okay, you can make all this money, but are you a good person? I guess no, that's absolutely. my question. No,
0: absolutely, yeah. I, wasn't, I never um, said anything about it. That being before.
2: said, if you're looking him versus Bob Iger, yes, Bob Iger is a very successful businessman. He's one of the best of his generation of our time. And I think a big part of that is that he does care about people. He cares about the people that work for him. He cares about the way he's viewed. He cares about the way the brand is viewed. And for him to have to come back says something. And the fact that he came back and people were celebrating, cheering for him in the parks. Mm -hmm. Now, a term I learned today is called a flywheel because they said it 50 times in these little segments on CNN and stuff. I get it. The park is the flywheel of Disney. It's just got to make constant money. The problem is, is you have a pandemic. I think people in the chat were just talking about it. We're li- we're, I don't want to say unprecedented times, but we're living in a, in, a, in a period where we've never dealt with this before, including Disney has never dealt with this before. So it's kind of this weird thing where Bob was like, Bob Iger, I got to clarify because there's multiple Bobs. Bob Iger was like, oh, we're great here you go, Bob J. Beck. And then COVID happened. And then everything changed. The parks closed. They lost all this money. They were like, okay, we're going to go into streaming. And then things opened up again. People are back in the parks. They're not as great as they used to be because they had to make all these cuts because they were losing money. Now they're losing money in streaming. And all the stockholders are going, you're just losing money. What is going on? But the thing is, is that they're going through a period that they're just constantly having to pivot. Just like a lot of companies. You look at like a Peloton where they bought you know, they hired all these people to work for them during COVID because they made all this money because all these people were working out at home. And then when gyms opened back up again, people weren't doing it anymore. And then they had to lay all these people off. Like people are kind of going with the flow in the sense of Mm -hmm. like figuring out how people are operating now, how their habits are changing. Um, That being said, I think this guy needs to tone it down as in pelts. He needs to calm down. Now, Mm -hmm. of course, I don't know him. I'm speaking basically just out of this article. And what I saw of him online, which is like an interview that he did. Just chill, man. It's been like, what, how many months since Bob Iger's been back? Like, just give him some time to like yeah. actually put his plans in motion. Um, I know that they did; they are bringing in a guy from Nike, which is very cool to me. I mean, that's a brand that's like top tier brand. Like, you, everyone knows what Nike is. Um, so to what, know that they're Nike? bringing... Yeah, shut up, James. Uh, to Isn't that how you say it? Is it not Nike? <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. I think it's Nike. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Nike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get your jokes, James. Sometimes if, they're really I, weird and they throw me off. Um, I've only ever read it. I've never heard it said aloud. <laughs> so it might be one of those
2: things. Anyway, just you. long story short, I think reading <laughs> this article... First of all, the first thought that popped in my like my head, no joke, was I was watching the CNN thing about how much money they lost, whatever, one point five billion. They're mm-hmm. having to deal with Disney Plus. I was like, I have people that yell at me online every day about how much money solo lost and they lost one point five billion dollars with Disney Plus and no one's saying anything about that. Maybe sit down. <laughs> 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 sit down when it comes to solo Star Wars story.
0: Because this yeah, is a little calm crazy. down a
1: little bit
2: um are you talking but- Wait, you talking
0: about that solo ron howard's second most successful movie of all time
2: yes i am right. you guys want to keep sure. keep jumping in just keep, keep- <laughs> um
0: <laughs> i'm supporting anyway. your comment
2: okay great uh so as i was saying now i've lost my train of thought because i've had multiple people jump in while i was talking um basically what i was saying is is that they need to give bob your time to to put his plan into motion and he came back out of desperation. He didn't come back out of retirement because he was like, you know what? I miss working for Disney. <laughs> I miss mm-hmm. I miss going through the parks and having lunch in the parks and, you know, going to business meetings and doing all these things and having the pressure of the board. No way. There's no way. Like, I'm sure there's a little bit of it because everybody in that position has a little bit of love for it. Yeah. But it has to be out of desperation. There were multiple people that were like, please come back. Disney is going into a direction we don't want. And so that's why he's here. So everybody that's kind of chirping in and, and chiming in and do whatever saying, hey, you got to do a better job. You got to do this, this, and this. That is the most aggravating thing. And I'm not even Bob Iger. And I just read this article. And I was like, this dude needs to stop. Like, get let people do what they need to do. And I just hope that that pivoting is more Star Wars movies because I miss going to the movies for Star Wars. TV is great. I love watching stuff in my house and my PJs. I love making my own snacks. However, I do love a Star Wars movie and I would prefer that over a TV show any day. And that's why I said for a long time that I think the end of Mandalorian is going to end up on the big screen. So that's where I'm at.
1: So you're saying.
2: Is this about uh, to be a joke? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is this is about to be a weird joke about nike <laughs> the thing
1: was is i blanked on his first name again uh nelson so Peltz. nelson pelts more like nelson putts is what you're saying Peltz. jeez that that
2: build-up was just <laughs> not
1: it would have worked if i didn't forget his first name again um <laughs> no i look if i add anything to this at all um it's that I, number one, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I, th- I think that this, that obviously Disney is in unprecedented times. They're losing money. They just started this big service. You, it takes a couple of years for things to like work out, find their place, make money. This guy's coming in at a time of opportunity and saying, look at this big company that's losing money. We should shake things up. Obviously it has bad leadership and all this other stuff. And I think generally well-minded people are going to look at that situation and say, no, no. Hold on, hold on, buddy. You know, uh, we don't need to vote you in. Um, but I think that if there is some intelligence to some of the arguments that he's saying, I, I was trying to look at it from his viewpoint. There are a couple things that I've heard people say before that, that sort of maybe not letting this guy do it, but it's a, it's not a terrible point. Bob's point is generally acquisition. He's acquired all of these different companies. And in a lot of cases with a lot of companies some of those things suffer because of that because they don't get the attention they need. And theoretically it could just, they could thrive better if Marvel just was Marvel or if Lucasfilm was just Lucasfilm and it didn't have this big head over like, well, you have to fit into the Disney umbrella. They could potentially make more money if they sort of separated those ideas. Um, So that sort of makes sense. And you also, I mean, we've also sort of talked about this a lot is that Disney was making a lot of money through their parks, but more importantly to his argument, Disney was making a lot of money in the theater. Now we know what the outside perspective on that is. Obviously the pandemic and other things that have sort of caused that, but there is an argument to be said that all of a sudden, what are you guys doing? I don't see very many Pixar movies in the theaters. They're not making money. I don't see very many, uh, Star Wars movies in the theaters anymore you've all of a sudden shifted to this other thing and that thing's losing money so he's saying in the context of Star Wars it's doing well but it could be doing way better if you guys would put out movies right is so it's I sort of see what he's saying but um, even in the even in the context of some of the other properties like Marvel um is also maybe doing all right but look at the other acquisitions that that Uh, Disney Plus banner up as like their main things, right? They got Nat Geo and it's like, who's going to Disney Plus for Nat Geo? Why isn't that thing like successful on its own? Why, you know, or, or Pixar, for instance, like Pixar, I don't think has been very successful at all on Disney Plus other than movies that were supposed to be in theaters. And then for, you know, outside reasons have suddenly gotten shifted to Disney Plus or demoted to disney plus in some cases where the creators are like it's really a bummer that we worked really hard on this movie and then it just gets a disney plus release like we don't see any uh feedback on that like there was the whole uh marvel black widow thing where it's like this was supposed to be a theatrical movie and then they just kind of moved it to disney plus same with
2: corella i think
1: yeah it's yeah exactly it's like some of those things feel like Uh, From from a certain perspective, you could see somebody coming along and going, hey, Disney, get it together. Stop putting money into this thing that's clearly a sinking ship. Put it back in theaters. Get people going and doing this thing. I see all that. But like I said to start all this, I think we're level-headed people. We're seeing the whole story here. And it does feel like this guy's kind of coming in in a moment of a low point for Disney where they're saying, "Hey, you guys lost all this money," and he's like, "Maybe I can be of some service." And he, points I think out he also wants things. a
2: board seat. I think that's no, a big totally, piece yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: totally. He's like, "Maybe I can jump in on this and and have some valid." Opinions I mean, Disney that-
2: responded. They were like, "Slow down!" <laughs> like Disney yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. came out and were like, "Let Bob do his thing." Bob Bob Iger knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, so I I think I. Look, I just say, like, keep keep an eye on this story a little bit because this person um, might have um, I mean, he might have some good points, but I just don't think it's going to necessarily uh, yeah, change the way Disney has been operating for years.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bob Iger is not like infallible. Like he's the one he botched solo and he admitted that. He's like, that's on me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I that was we should
1: have. Are you talking done- about Ron Howard's second most successful movie? All right, James. <laughs> uh, he, he, he 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 admitted that, and you know
0: he's had his faults and he's had his mistakes and stuff like that. But I like that he wants to keep the control in the hands of the creatives. And like the this guy pelts was like 106 when Star Wars first came out. Like I don't need this guy, like this 80 year old billionaire telling like what we should be like how they should be telling stories like go talk about how they can save on overhead for cups in the parks that's fine but don't go saying like well uh, i think you should shy away from these big ips and do it that for shut up just shut up get out of here um anyway i i think this is going to blow by and uh because iger's only here for two years And then I think this is like a reset for Bob. He's like, I handed it off to the wrong guy. Let me try again. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think that's pretty much going to wrap Resistance Report this week. Uh, We can head towards the end of the show. But if we have any Super Chats, Lacey, might be a good time to pop them in.
2: We do, James. So first we have Semper Danny. Hey, Danny and Mark. What's up? Uh, So they said, just chilling with Mark. At the Oilers game, congrats on TRB's growth. What do you think Disney has done the most well for Lucasfilm since taking over? That's a great question. We just talked a lot about what Disney's doing wrong. So let's flip it around. So, John, what do you think they've done well for Lucasfilm since taking over? I mean, I think TFA is like, you can't look at that and not say it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think every movie they've made has been great. I've loved them all. Um, I really enjoyed all the live action series. Um, I, I, there, there's not a lot for me to complain about. I think um, we know the things that they've done wrong and it's like a lot of stumbling and, and mess ups with production and stuff like that. But in terms of the stuff that they've made, there's clearly something that gets overlooked, which is they really do respect the history of this franchise and the people who make it a lot of them were George's people, and they're still there. your're Doug Changs mm-hmm. and uh Leland Cheese and all the all those people and all the i l m people and Skywalker sound people a lot of them are all still there and uh, a big part of the reason why he sold it was because he didn't think he can keep going, but he wanted his 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 employees to still be able to thrive and keep going so uh I disagree when people say like Disney Star Wars because I think there's more care just as much care about the franchise now than there ever has been um, in terms of the people, the, the people making it, you can say whatever you want about executives and Disney's executives and stuff, but the people making this stuff really do care about it. And you can't watch a Disney behind the scenes documentary about the making of these shows or these movies, whether you like them or not is fine. And say that these people aren't knowledgeable of the history of this franchise and don't care about fine details all the way down to like, The leaking oil from the back of R5-D4 in the Mandalorian. Are you kidding me? Like, they care a lot. And I like the fact that you now have someone like a Dave Filoni who is that one arm still hanging on to that original tree, uh, that apple that fell from that tree, uh, who's rising in the ranks as a creative executive. I think we're always going to be in good hands as long as Dave's still around. So um, I... I have a lot of good things to say. And if you've watched the podcast, you know that. So um I appreciate I like that uh question. And I uh, hope you and Mark are staying warm, Danny, and thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it.
1: James. Well, yeah, I think I think number one, I think Danny's home while Mark's at the Oilers game. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so she's I read that nice wrong. and warm, cuddled by the fire or whatever. <laughs> um But uh, the interesting thing here when, when, what is, what has Disney done for Lucasfilm? Well, I'm trying to think out of the context of like, they, they, they've done movies in the past. So like seven, eight, nine, finishing the trilogy, whatever, like you could argue, maybe that Disney helped or whatever, but it it seems to me like those things probably would have happened. And there's other little shows that would have gone on Lucasfilm's YouTube channel, or they would have created these things. I'm trying to think what are the things that like, if, if Lucasfilm was still their own company and they were not acquired by Disney, what would they, what would we not have? The obvious one to me is galaxy's edge. Disney has provided an entire park of star Wars that we probably would not have otherwise, other than maybe potentially you could think they could have sold the universal or something like Harry Potter world. And they would have done something there um, but I mean it still seems like a stretch. It doesn't seem like Lucasfilm would do it, seems like something Disney would do with one of their properties. So mm-hmm. we have Galaxy's Edge because they sold to Disney, and I think that's awesome. That is like a legacy that will go down for Point. years and years and years and years, and it will always be in the parks. Very cool. Um, the other one that I thought of, and again, this is another one of the things where maybe maybe they could have done it with Netflix or something, but Disney plus, including the Mandalorian and Kenobi and book of Boba Fett and Andor. I don't, I don't necessarily know that there would have been a plan if they wouldn't have sold to Disney because I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know who, what they would have done with that. If Lucasfilm started, if they were like, I think we're going to start making TV shows because they don't do that normally, um, I have a feeling that Disney said, this is the direction we want to go. Lucasfilm, you are now tasked with making TV shows. And they were like, okay, let's do it. So I think because of Disney, we're getting the Mandalorian and Andor and Kenobi and Ahsoka and uh, the Acolyte and everything that's going to come. I think Disney has done something really great for Lucasfilm and giving them the gift of serialized television.
2: Yeah, I think Disney has brought a ton of great stuff to Lucasfilm. I mean, just if we're going to the very basic here, they give them they gave them money to like make the the content they want to make and like expand the universe into all the different things we see whether it's, you know, movies, TV, books, comics, collectibles, what, whatever. Um, I think overall for me, Disney has brought to Lucasfilm the ability to expand to a bigger audience of different types of fans like there are things that you like that no one else likes there's things that everyone likes no one likes like there's all different things in the star wars galaxy that you either can choose to follow or not and i like that i like that it's kind of a la carte and and you get to decide what you want to be all about you don't have to like everything and that's okay um and i think disney brought that Whereas I believe, you know, before that you had to very, very much like the movies and that's, that's it. Like, yeah, you could like Mm -hmm. the books and go into other stuff, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. the same as it is now where it's like, you literally have separate parts of fandom that like only specific things. Um, And I think that's cool because it gives different viewpoints. It makes conversations interesting. Um, I never meet someone that likes every exact same thing that I like and that, makes it cool you know that it reflects the world we live in where not everybody has the same points of view and 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 that's okay and i think that's what disney brought to lucasfilm Absolutely. um so we have a couple more super chats I'll try to get through these so aaron thank you for the super chat and he said it's for lazy gang he's getting interrupted
0: get out of here
2: <laughs> aaron
0: are you like oh my god let's keep a tally going
1: forward
2: okay thank John. you no aaron appreciate it <laughs> He's just joking okay next is david thank you david for the super chat B one kenobi as we call him
1: expect david on monday's episode yes
2: yes and he said because trb is awesome you're awesome david
1: thank you david
0: thank,
2: thank you for the super chat we really appreciate it but yeah that's it for super chats uh this has been a very interesting conversation i don't think we've ever gone down into like the nitty-gritty of like money with disney but this has been very interesting for me because i don't usually talk about stuff like this yeah i did a lot it, of research
1: for this episode <laughs> it was definitely different and when i was like reading through the articles like you mentioned john i was like oh my gosh like i was like it what, what how long is this article how much do i have to read and try like to nelson's understand response all this stuff yeah
2: Yeah, Nelson's responsible for General Electric leaving Connecticut and, like, breaking up and doing all these things. And it caused such an issue for the state of Connecticut where I live and, like, the the town of Fairfield. Um, The interesting thing is (laughs) – I remember someone told me this and it was absolutely crazy – is that uh, a bunch of companies were pitching for General Electric to stay in Connecticut. And Mm -hmm. they made PowerPoints. And they showed, like, products from GE, like jet engines or whatever – And I remember they had said that they got a presentation where the first slide was a jet engine, which wasn't theirs. Like (laughs) someone was like, here's why you should stay in Connecticut. And they were Mm. like, that's not even our product. And so they left. (laughs) Um, But he was responsible for breaking that company up. And it caused a lot of issues for Connecticut and like taxes and stuff, which is not great. Um, But ultimately, my college got that building that they used to have. And they have like an ice rink now. So good for them
1: but so anyway he's like nelson kind of do anything for you (laughs) no (laughs) No, i don't care about the ice ring
2: but (laughs) all i could see in my mind when i was reading that article was richard Gere and pretty woman where they're like don't break up our company (laughs) and you have jason alexander who's like we're gonna break up the company like that's (laughs) that's who that guy is
1: when i think of breaking up the company i think of uh uh the christopher nolan movie where they go down starts with an i inception inception yeah because mm. oh. it's uh, that's the crux of that movie But is look like at us he either is or isn't going to break up the company look at us
0: talking about taxation in star wars so maybe george lucas was onto something <laughs>
2: brian did um, say disney wouldn't there wouldn't be any free town so that's probably yeah, that's... the biggest the biggest thing right now yeah free yep. town now yeah
1: <laughs>
0: still so <laughs> Um, right, Yeah, I mean, I I <laughs> think yeah, some of this, some of the stuff can get um a bit heavy eyed when you're talking about it. But I think it's important for us to, especially. But Star Wars news was pretty light, and I knew this was a big story because this does affect the future of uh, Star Wars without question. But I think us, like the three of us, especially becoming more aware of it and and understanding the ins and outs of that stuff and why it impacts the future of star Wars will help inform our discussions about star Wars going forward. So uh, I'm glad we have this uh, chat because I don't think those types of conversations happen that often um, on on star Wars podcasts. So I'm glad uh, we were able to do it. And I hope more do it because I think people understanding it like um, is a, is a good thing uh, for good and for bad. Uh, But uh, anything else guys, before we get out of here, because we have uh, a spice run to get to on Patreon for Michael Fry. Yeah. We're going to be Which doing is
1: this. one of our patrons, you know, at a certain level, they get the ability to come in and, and, uh, we do like a live stream for like an hour and we kind do of a podcast with them with them. Yeah, for, yeah, basically. Yeah. and they get to, uh, engage in the conversation, lead, uh, in a discussion topic, you know? So I'm, I always look forward to it because it's sort of out of the box of what we do. We come up with our things, but then we always have some, a fourth person kind of come in and say like, I'd like to talk about this. And We're like, yeah, let's do that. That's cool. <laughs> so That's right. That's right.
2: No, I don't have anything else to
0: say. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, (laughs) thank you to everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We appreciate it very, very much. Um, And just so you know, if you tuned in late, um, as always, it's on the channel. And as always, but even before we started doing these live regular shows, it'll be on your podcast feeds tomorrow morning, wherever you prefer to get your uh, audio pod as well. So we cover all the bases for you. Um, and just want to say thanks for, for whether you watch or listen, however you uh, take in TRB, it means a great deal to us. And if you're new, uh, thank you. Um, I know a lot of people joined us last week uh, once we had Greg Grunberg on and did our, also did our Mando um, trailer reaction, uh, which was pretty wild because that uh, had a lot of views too. So that's very cool. Thanks, everybody. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and my movie pod, uh, just like the movies, we'll be doing a uh, mm-hmm. Fight Club next week. Uh, Tuesday should be out Tuesday, hopefully. Uh, Lacey, how about you?
2: People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey and on TikTok. 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 It's Lacey <laughs> oh, James.
1: Uh, both twitter and instagram at myra trunks where you can find me all right uh
0: patrons we'll see you in a few minutes for michael fry's spice run and everyone else we'll see you not far from now monday morning with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids